Hey, Teresa, did you hear about the lady who walked out of the play about the man who couldn't keep his pants up? No. She couldn't suspend her disbelief. (laughs) Itch manners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. <laughs> I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. Ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? That was uh that that was interesting. I'm really proud of that joke and ashamed at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like it's clever, but it's also there's so many words in it. It's pretty it's a little clunky. It's, I think we should have workshopped but it a little suspender more. Right. Disbelief because yes. he couldn't keep his pants on. Yes. Suspender. Yes. Suspender. Mm-hmm. It's not good. No. But it's also great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I have often been described as my type of humor being non-humor. Non-humor. And that's unfunny. true. That's very true. It makes me happy. And as many people have probably figured out from my incredible joke, <laughs> we're talking about belts and suspenders. Yes, this is the next in our uh, accessories Correct. series. Um, so we've talked about things like gloves and fans and shoes and things like that. Yes. So today we are talking about belts and suspenders. This topic was emailed to us by our friend Virgilish, Virgilus? Virgilus. Okay. Virgilus. Were you going to say Virgilicious? Almost. <laughs> because. That's a good name, too. I don't mind that. <laughs> so thank you. Yes. Thank you, Virg- Virgilus. I almost did it again, yeah. just because you mentioned it. Is it because like, you're thinking about like Virgilicious? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. 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 I get that. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So... Let's talk about belts. Let's talk about belts, baby. Um, I'm willing to bet they're old. They are old. Yeah. Uh, but they're one of these things that you kind of just wear without thinking, right? You you have pants. You need to keep them up. You use a belt, right? Sure. Yes. Um, one has pants. One one has pants. Uh, so. It's probably one of the oldest pieces of clothing because when one wears pants, one must keep them up. Correct? I mean, um, yes. Especially the, uh, there must have been a time where the mass production of pants was not a thing, right? Pre-industrial revolution where you couldn't say like, okay, here's a 30... 33, you know, 3032 or whatever. And here's a 3132. And here's a 3232 pant where it was just like, here is pants. Here's mm-hmm. bigger pants. And here's bigger pants. And here's the biggest <laughs> pants. Right. Whereas like there were probably a class of people, the upper class who could afford to have it tailored and built, especially for them. But for most people, Certainly. it was probably just like, here is pants. Exactly. And you got to make them fit you one way or the other. Right. Um, and so. People uh, went back and forth between kind of like the robe, 
right? Like long robes uh-huh. um, and pants. Yeah. And sometimes you wore pants underneath your robes. And sometimes you wore a robe underneath your pants. Uh, that doesn't work very well. Well, you got to tuck it. I mean, it's not, it doesn't go directly and it takes some work. But, you know, if you're committed to the look, you can get there. So anywhere between, let's say, 3300 and 1200 BCE uh-huh. is where anthropologists place belts in the loosest sense of the word. So like- Well, belts shouldn't be loose, honey. That's, uh, kind of That's a long period. That's a long window. Well, right. I mean, because when does a string or a cord become a belt? When it's a jar. What? Yeah, like the when is a door not a door when it's a jo- no I need to calm you, down you need to chill well, that a, down so I, like if you if you just tie a simple length of cord or leather or string around your waist is is that string is that a belt do you need to have loops on your pants for the belt does it need to be just the one string that you only use to tie around your waist as the belt? Or does any string become a belt when you wear it? You know, that's the whole thing, right? I'm not an anthropologist, and I am not a linguist, but I would argue that if you use a length of something to hold your pants up, it's a belt. But then what if you, what if it was, it used to be something else, right? You used to be using it to tie, I don't know, your arrow onto the spear shaft or and then when you need to use it for something else it becomes something else you know what i mean it's about listen i'm a simple man so okay if it holds up your pants if you tie it around Uh your body Uh to hold up your pants Uh that's a belt but it's might not be a good belt what if it's only a belt while you're using it as a belt and then you need to use it for something else it's no longer a belt. Well, but if I take off a belt and I use that to like hold my shield to my back, still a belt. Okay. But what if it was first holding your shield to your back? Uh-huh. And then it becomes a belt. I would still call it a belt. I'm not I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying that I am correct. I'm saying I would call it a belt. Well, this is why that span of time is so long. Okay. Right? Because if you didn't have the right brand. <laughs> if it started out as holding your shield to your back, and then you decided, well, I've lost some weight and my pants don't fit anymore. I need to use this shield string to now hold up my pants. Mm-hmm. And then does is it was it a shield string that holds up your pants, or is it now a belt that you can also use for your shield? Listen, like, I, that's the whole thing. I completely understand the point that you're making, and you are probably right, but I'm just saying, I'm a simple man. I'm a simple West Virginia man, <laughs> and I'm saying, if I tie something around my body to hold my pants up, that's a belt. Now, what I will say is, I also imagine a lot of this, like, time frame confusion Also, and we've talked about these kinds of things before, but this is probably something that sprung up around the world. Exactly. Independently. And like, I doubt that someone in like Europe had to go to China and see someone tie something around their waist to be like, great idea. I bet this was something (laughs) like all over the place. If you had your pants falling down, you would tie them to your body. Right. And then the interesting part is so these, these belts could use, be used for other things too, right? So yeah. you can use it to hold your pants up, but you can also use it um, to 
put your storage pouch on, right? right. Like a utility or like a knife. belt. Put a hip, or a, or what is that? A uh, sheath? A sheath on your knife. Um, you can use it purely decoratively, right. right? There are lots of, like, I have a lot of clothing that has belts that don't do anything. It's yes. just sitting there for, for looks. Yeah. Um, and then at some point, the belt widens enough that it becomes more like a girdle. Ooh. Um, and so these are things that, uh, probably were most recognizable on priests of, of all faiths and religions. So, um, men and women at the turn of, uh, the new millennia probably wore, men probably wore these girdles, these large belts, Mm -hmm. and they became more like corsets for women, right? So this same garnet, garment, is worn by all for different purposes. Okay. Um, so is this where the cummerbund comes from? Like this big wide belt? Yeah. Okay. That's the one for fashion, right? So it doesn't really do Because it has much. no purpose whatsoever, except blurring the line betwixt <laughs> pants and shirt. That's the only, it obscures the, the definition betwixt pants and shirt. It's like, where does it begin? Where does it end? I don't know. There's a cummerbund. So you can use it to keep your tunic in place. You can use it to stash your snacks or weapons. Yeah. Right? Um, and you can also use it to make make your body look a certain way. Like that kind of lines. hourglass figure, yeah. cinch it in, right? Um, so in the Christian faith specifically, these girdles were used to symbolize things like protection and chastity sure. and, you know, willingness to serve God. Um, I mean, the chastity belt's right there, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And priests at this time would even hang scriptures off their girdles to read to them. Okay. Read from them, excuse yes. me. <laughs> okay, so then we're up to the Dark Ages and the Renaissance, um, and this is where uh, women of the time had stopped wearing belts, but then rediscovered them. So they, they in the pictures painted of the time, belts disappear from women's fashion and they return around the the, the start of the renaissance i just don't know why you'd ever get rid of them they're I don't so know either. good at defining a line i think it probably has to do with like whether showing the waist is, is fashionable or not yeah. right because that's the thing is like that's what i i like about a belt with a flowy garment i like mm-hmm. a belt to add some definition some line it's yeah totally um so then these girdles were used also at the time for the militaries mm-hmm. um, to symbolize their rank and what side they were on, obs. And you so can you think can girdle, see- but you don't mean like a literal girdle, like we would think, like a, a corset, right? This is just like big, strappy belt. I mean, which it, is kind of, of like yeah. a girdle. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm just trying to these picture are, the right thing. These are all arbitrary names given to a swath of, of fabric or whatever around the waist okay got it right um so the name differs according to the fashion and who's using it not really the purpose the purpose right okay the thing around the middle yes um so the 30 years war in the 1600s is really what cemented the importance of the military girdle and you can see these all the way up through the civil war right the kind of like sash around the middle and in military garments um, and even depending upon where you were from, 
gave the appearance of the different swaths of material. Yes. I like how you said that. You made a lot like of intense that, eye contact. I like that face that you make when was, I say something like well, that. Well, it was very intimidating, uh, but impressive. Okay. So we arrive at the 1800s. <laughs> and this is a time period where uh, genderized fashion is really, really uh, disparate, right? Yeah. Um, and we've talked about this a yeah. little bit. Um, and so really the only reason that women started wearing belts again at this point, it goes in and out for women at the, the, the genderized uh, fashion eras, um, is because of the introduction of suspenders. Okay. All right. Now, so suspenders were not until the 1800s? Suspenders, like I mean, we know them, like we know them, yeah. Okay, uh, and I think that it had to do a lot with the way that the suspenders were fashioned to pants, mm-hmm. um, and the way that I mean, basically, pants were styled too. Because the only way that a suspender really works is if it's a higher waisted pant, yeah. I also imagine there's Probably it wasn't as practical without like some stretchier fabric. Like if you had a rigid fabric, right? Then like it was probably way more of a hassle if you're trying to do over your shoulder, like attach it because you couldn't stretch it down, you know. And it, it, right, and and in this way, they weren't really for seeing. Yeah, you weren't really supposed to see your suspenders at this point. Uh, really, they up went, until like, under your jacket. Exactly yeah. until like the 1930s, they were considered underwear. Yeah, you put them under your waistcoat. Yes. Um, now, a waistcoat is just a waistcoat, right? <laughs> I think so. It's just a vest, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, but you see that now, like in, in period <sighs> films, there's always like the scene of someone like rushing to get right. Like I, I think of like uh, uh, like Christmas Carol, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Where like he's rushing to get ready and he pulls on his pants and like throws the suspenders over and his shirt's untucked and it's like not a fashion item. It's like left right. attached to your pants and it's like to hold up your pants, not to like. Do the now I may just be a country lawyer kind of thing, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, in 18th century France is where the suspender anthropologists feel like suspenders like officially arrived. Yeah. Um, with leftover kind of like ribbon material just tied to the buttons of your pants. Because uh, interestingly, thing, when, we're, when we're talking about these, we're not yeah. talking about like clippy ones, right? No, this not is, like, yet. You have like buttons at the front and the back mm-hmm. that you're like attaching them to. Right, right. Um, interestingly, Ben Franklin was a big fan of suspenders. Um, not surprised. What I know about that fool? That fool <laughs> loves an invention, loves a new thing. It's oh, true. you put any new thing in front of Ben Franklin? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'll take that. And you're like, is that? practical ben franklin he's like no i made a glass harmonica what's up and like ben franklin why did you make a glass harmonica you know there's like wood and stuff and he's like i like being practical i'm sorry he i listen i love what did he make a glass harmonica yeah he did yeah he did that does sound really impractical this is what i'm saying you cut yourself or at the very least like people will see all your spit inside of it Ew. yeah <laughs> all right 
So let's go to the 1820s when Albert Thurston began to manufacture the first modern day suspenders. That is, man, that is the perfect name for someone who manufactures suspenders. You think so? Albert Thurston. <laughs> but it reminds me of Thurston Howell from uh, Gilligan's Island. He's the millionaire. Thurston. Albert Thurston. Suspender magnate. Right? <laughs> it, it works. And at this point, these were uh, the H suspender. So it was like, I mean, it basically drew an H on Not your back. Not like an X. Which we think uh, of- that would be later. Uh-huh. Next comes the X back. And then finally, the modern Y back. Right. Yes, yes. So was the H like there was a strap across... Yes. The back, it wasn't just two independent straps. Exactly, because you didn't want those to fall off your shoulders. Yeah. So there was a strap connecting the two across your back about where your shoulder blades are closest together. You know what they call uh, these in the UK and uh, Australia and maybe other places Braces. Too? Braces. Yeah. Braces. I like that. Way more succinct than suspender. I think that it it has to do, doesn't it have to do with, like, the whole origin of, like, brace yourself, get ready? Maybe. I think it may also have to do with, like, because I think about this all the time with, like, pants in the UK or underwear. And so trousers are pants. And Mm -hmm. so it's very like, well, we already have a thing called suspenders, so we're going to call it braces. (laughs) Okay. It probably is a lot weirder to be in the UK and say, like, yeah, I wore braces when I was younger. And be like, you did. And it's like, do you mean teeth? Do you mean legs? Or do you mean on your pants? Do they call braces for your teeth something different? No, they call that mouth fence. They do not. Yeah. Say, that was my mouth fence. Mm -mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. And uh, if you wear them on your legs, they're just called bionics. It's not, none of that's true. None of that's true. (laughs) Please stop looking at me like that. I'm I'm trying to educate, and you I'm are. Not, that's not my thing. <laughs> I'm trying to entertain. All right, this is a funny thing I'm doing here. All right, issued in in 1871 to Samuel Clements. That's right. What? Mark Twain was the first patent for suspenders. I see. Um. Uh. He found the French version, which was the H strap, uncomfortable. Um. And so. He made his own kind of like pattern for his own suspenders and sure. patented it. Um, the metal clasps you talked about. Yes. Those were in 1894. So you could clip them to your pants instead of having buttons just for your suspenders on your pants. See, now this, again, must have made this more uh, available to like lower class people because like. With with the suspenders that clip to your pants, right? It meant that you, ha- or sorry, that like hooked to buttons meant mm-hmm. you had to have somebody sew buttons into your pants. Exactly. And so then you could only wear them with pants that had those buttons in it. Right. Whereas like you could have clips on a suspender and wear that with any pair of pants you have, even if you make those pants yourself. Speaking of pants, by the 1930s started coming with belt loops uh-huh. because like i spoke about earlier um suspenders really only work with a higher waist pant okay but in the 1930s 20s and 30s uh low wa- lower waisted pants started getting into fashion and so they started being manufactured with belt loops so you could wear a belt again okay this kind of ebb and flow is not specific to pants and suspenders 
we see them, we see this ebb and flow throughout all of fashion. All of fashion. Well, once something has been popular for long enough, like we saw this uh, when we talked about like uh, high heels and when we talked about like, uh, we did we do one on purses? Yes. But you see it of like, once something has been fashionable for long enough, somebody makes the quote unquote bold choice to say, okay, you know how they've been big for a while? What about small? And it's like, whoa. <laughs> yep, yep. And then they go back. Uh, so women's belts during the 50s could be as wide as five inches. That's a pretty whoa. wide belt. When does that become a girdle? I don't know. Like, don't know. when does it... When does it move well, back and forth? Think how huge those belt loops are. Yeah, I mean they probably didn't do much. Okay. Um, and then in the ni- in the nineteen sixties, people had even more fun with belts, moving them to the hips, being purely decorative with big old belt buckles and yeah. all kinds of stuff. Um, I used to love a bill- big belt buckle, and then I got uh, just a little bit more of a tummy, and now when I sit down for a long period of time, that big belt buckle cuts right into my belly. <laughs> Can't do it anymore. <laughs> Well, you know, again, ebb and flow. Yeah. Maybe maybe one day you'll you think, wear those again. You think my, my tummy will ebb a little bit? <laughs> or maybe flow. And it doesn't matter. More, yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, love you whatever matters, shape you're in. It only matters in the context of belt buckles. Exactly. That's the only time I care about it. Yes. Um, and then... So in the 1980s, it became like, you know, more jeweled, like studs, right? Remember those studded belts? Loved those. Um, So then, I mean, you've also got suspenders being associated in the 80s with uh, like, uh, like Gordon Gecko kind of deal, the exactly yeah, the executive. Yep. yep. Um, and also Diane Keaton and yeah. Annie Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, things like that. And then probably the next place that suspenders uh, live in our psyche is Steve Urkel. Oh, okay. I uh, think you're skipping over something. Oh, yeah? Uh, and my timing might be off. The order might be off. But I believe in the 90s, there was a surprisingly big surge of interest in swing music. Ah, yes. Um, and it was like, I just rewatched The Mask. And yeah, like, the zoot a whole thing, and stuff. And like uh, swingers and all of these things. And like there was a Broadway musical review of it. And like Brian Setzer Orchestra was like a thing. And the zoot suits all like suspenders were a very big deal with that. And sometimes even in, are incorporated in the dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that was another big surge of interest in suspenders. Also at this point... Uh, I remember if you were wearing suspenders but not using them to hold up your pants, they were kind of draped sensually. Yeah, very much so. Much then, then it's pure fashion. Then it's pure because fashion. then if you try to run in them and it gets caught in your knees, ooh, just like a just like a wallet chain. We should do a whole episode just on wallet chains. But the wallet chain <laughs> get caught in your knees and you're down. You know, yeah, oh, you totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, but Steve Urkel, that is what I picture the the maneuver. Yeah, the thumbs right? in and then a stretch. Yeah, That's yeah. A, I mean, here's the thing: say what you will about suspenders, they are a classic comedy accessory because like for example robin williams uh i believe it was mork that had like the rainbow suspenders or maybe it was just robin williams that had rainbow suspenders Mm -hmm. or like it's something where uh clowns uh, will often use them to like hold up big baggy pants and use them as part of the act right yeah like if they wear those pants with like the hula hoop inside right and i think it's a thing that and we'll talk more about well let's talk about it now i think that there is a reason that like suspenders are not necessarily seen as cool 
Sure. But I, but and I think it has to do with so often because they are so dynamic, right? With the stretch and like stuff that they are so, uh, easily used as a comedy prop. You see people do the like, I, like I'm, I reference it as like, I may just be a country lawyer or like you pull them out and snap it back and you're like, ow, right? Like they have built in comedy potential in a way that a belt doesn't really. I would argue that there is a sliding scale, right? If a suspender is bright colored and very elastic, yes, you're right. But I definitely love a fitted suit oh, yeah. with the suspenders, um, you know, in a nice dark color with a bow tie or uh, a knitted tie. Listen, and I'm like- not knocking suspenders. I think suspenders are very cool. I am saying I can see why. They are so easily like, uh, I would say why they may be questionable in some people's minds as to whether like, oh, is suspenders cool? Because a lot of the association is associations we have with them are like Steve Urkel, okay, clowns, yeah. that kind yeah. of thing. But I, yes, yes, I think suspenders are cool. I do not wear them because I mostly now wear t-shirts and shorts. I'm a dad. <laughs> Are you laughing because I'm currently wearing t-shirt and shorts? Yes, I yeah. am. Yes, I am. Okay, so if we're going to to wear suspenders, here's a couple of tips and tricks. I am very interested in this, but first, I would like to do a thank you note for our sponsors. And I also want to say uh, we're doing something a little different this week. Uh, the the ad revenue we're going to make from this week, we're going to donate to an, organiza- an organization called Black Trans Femmes in the Arts. Uh, the mission of the BTFA Collective is to connect the community of Black trans women and non-binary femmes in the arts and to build power amongst ourselves. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter at BTFA Collective. Uh, you can also find uh, the link there to donate. Right now, they are raising money uh, to bail out black trans protesters via PayPal and Cash App. Uh, and so you can donate there. Their Cash App link is right there on their Twitter account. One more time. It is at BTFA Collective. June is Pride Month, and while this year's celebrations may be a little different than usual, there are still ways we can come together to support the LGBTQ plus community. Bombas Pride Collection socks bring more love, compassion, and comfort into the world because they give back to those experiencing homelessness in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, listen, I think Bombas are beautiful. They are comfortable. Oh, they, yeah. Like, it's rare to find a sock with features, mm-hmm. but like the, the, whatever the weave is that they do around the center with like the hexagons. Yeah. I love it. It hugs your arches. It's incredible. But more than that, they're not just comfortable on your feet. They're comfortable on your heart. Did you know that the LGBTQ plus community is more at risk of experiencing homelessness? One in 10 young adults in the LGBTQ plus community will experience it, according to a study by the Voices of Youth Count. For every pair of pride socks you buy, Bombas will donate a pair to someone in need in the LGBTQ plus community through the Ally Coalition. The Bombas Pride Collection comes in six colorful, colorful styles, and they are absolutely gorgeous. I love them. I'm holding one of these Bombas socks right now. It is this so white sock, but with this like really cool orange and blue toe and heel. It's got that blue like he- hexagonal 
uh, stripe across the middle and a really cool blue, like blue, white and red accent. It's gorgeous. It is a sock work of art, work of sock art, art, sock work. <laughs> and you can go to bombus.com slash schmanners today to shop the pride collection and get 20% off your first order. That's B O M B A S dot com slash schmanners. Schmanners is also sponsored in part this week by DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. And we love food delivery. We've got two kids. One of them is an infant still. And, and she won't eat anything. She won't eat anything. <laughs> but I, I just, I just can't. I can't get it together right now to go out to a restaurant, even if I wanted to. Right. Uh, so, Ordering let alone is, shopping. Let alone Sometimes shopping. at the grocery store and it's like, I don't know, is a big bag of rice anything? Is this anything? <laughs> and ordering is so easy. All you got to do, use the app, choose what you want to eat, and the food can even be safely left si- left outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Amazing. When when we order food through DoorDash, I like to give a nice little wave to my uh, delivery driver mm-hmm. so they know that I've picked it up and they are safely in their car and I'm still safely on my porch. In fact, many of our favorite local restaurants are open for delivery. Um, and again, like you said, like I said, <laughs> you have to just use the app and you can select your favorite local restaurants. Food will be left right at your door. So, Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more with zero delivery fees for their first month when you download your DoorDash app and enter the code SCHMANNERS. Once again, $5 off your first order, zero delivery fees for a month. Download the DoorDash app and enter code SCHMANNERS. One last time. Don't forget, code SCHMANNERS, $5 off your first order with DoorDash. We are the host of My Brother, My Brother, Me, and now, nearly 10 years into our podcast, the secret can be revealed. All the clues are in place, and the world's greatest treasure hunt can now begin. Embedded in each episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me is a micro-clue that will lead you to 14 precious gemstones all around this big, beautiful blue world of ours. So start coming through the episodes. Uh, let's say starting at episode 101 on. Yeah, the early episodes are pretty problematic, so there's no clues in those episodes no no not at all the better ones the good ones clues ahoy listen to every episode repeatedly in sequence laugh if you must but mainly get all the great clues my brother my brother me it's an advice show kind of but a treasure hunt mainly anywhere you find podcasts or treasure maps my brother my brother me the hunt is on okay we're back give me them suspenders tips um one might suggest yes. that you connect the back of your su- suspenders to your pants before putting your pants on so that you're not flailing around trying to get everything clipped. And then and you can, uh, depending upon if you have your X back or your Y back, center them correctly. Now, I, I personally prefer an X back. I like the look of it better. Sure. If I am sans jacket. Right. Especially with the if I'm going to take my suspenders off the shoulder for a cool look. I think that works better with X back. I think you're right. I think you're right. But the tip is to put them on your pants, on the back of your pants first, so that you can center it well and not have to like chicken wing yourself back there. I also will say, once again, personal preference. I do now, uh, if the option is available, prefer it to button in because I think it's just a little more secure. 
Sure. And I'm a very dynamic person who moves a lot and has a lot of arm flailing uh, in my person. And I just don't want my suspenders to snap off, hit me in the head, and <laughs> knock me unconscious. Maybe that's I don't, just, that's I don't just want me. that either. I think no. that's everyone. Yeah. Um, if you are doing the clips, make sure that when you clip them in, they go straight down. Uh, or fashion. Do what you want. Yeah. So uh, you may want to consider uh, matching your suspenders to your body type if you have Large, broad shoulders, perhaps a thicker strap for a smaller, narrower shoulder, perhaps a smaller, narrower strap. Now, let me ask you this, um, because I think you might have some insight on this. Jules asked, I have a large chest. Should I wear the suspenders over the front, creating a gap slash chasm between the suspenders and my stomach, or to the sides of my chest, which is like the equivalent of a breast window. <laughs> you know, I I identify with this. Mm-hmm. I thought you might. Um so here is what I suggest. Uh I have always done it straight down the front okay. so that there's a gap. Um and maybe wear your suspenders just slightly looser so the gap is not very noticeable. Uh-huh. Uh I have to say that because of my chestal region uh-huh. I don't really wear suspenders. Now, would you, if you were going to wear a suspender, mm-hmm. go with a uh, broader strap or a narrower strap? I would go with a broader strap. Okay. Got it. Uh, are there any other suspender questions before we get to some belt tips uh, and tricks? Let's see. Uh, oh, ha, this, I forgot this was on here, from Mole Patrol, Mole Patrol, one of those, in Australia, and possibly the UK, we call garters suspenders. Okay, that makes suspenders sense. braces. So, here you go. Uh, now, th- so this, this, okay, first, this is from Wiley. Is it okay to use clip-on suspenders? Tailoring all my bottoms with buttons sounds a bit much. I know at least two people who swear it's the only way to properly wear suspenders. So, like I said, I do think it's more secure, and... I don't so much now. When I was a younger child, uh, I wore a lot of suspenders. Your well, mother dressed you in yes. a lot of suspenders. Yes, I don't. I don't want to just sound like I was at the store being like, mm, "Excellent." Uh, and I did find that over time, the metal clips would like loosen or mm-hmm. wear out or whatever. Or if the like material of the pants wasn't like thick enough, it wouldn't get a good like latch on there, and they would come undone very easily. So I do think like. I would not invest a lot of money in like a really nice pair of clip-on suspenders because it might eventually wear out the clip or whatever. Uh, but that said, if it's not something where you're going to be wearing them all the time, like if you do not have a job where you are wearing a suit constantly that you would wear suspenders with, I would not go to the trouble of like tailoring. I would just do clip-on suspenders. Also, um, you want to think about why you are wearing the suspenders. If your pants will not stay up without your suspenders, I would suggest the button method, right? Right. But if the suspenders are more of a fashionable thing for you, uh, you can wear them slightly looser and then the clips are about, you know, just attaching them, not being used to hold the pants up. And here's what I will also say, and this I think goes for both belts and suspenders. The the purpose of these things, right, because anybody who wears pants, and some people don't, that's fine. If you don't want to, it's cool, whatever. I do. I often wear pants. Sometimes I do. I don't know what I'm saying. But, like, I'll put on a pair of jeans in the morning, right? They fit great. 
And by the evening, they've stretched out or whatever, right? And now they're a little looser and I have to put a belt on, right? If you are putting on your pants and they're like falling down of their own, you can put a belt on, you can put suspenders on. But let me also recommend maybe rethinking the size of pants you are buying. Sure. Because that's the other thing is if you have to tighten your suspenders so much Mm -hmm. that it's like uncomfortable or like that the clip is flying off if you like shrug your shoulders. Right. Then maybe the problem is that your pants are just way too loose, right? Like the the suspender and belt should be like in case of emergency and not like without these, <laughs> I might be arrested for indecent exposure, right? Like this, we do not need to do a comedy routine with our pants. Is what I'm saying. I agree. Now, we we got a lot of this form of question. And this okay. is like kind of a bridge into belts. James asked, how many cool points do you gain or lose when you wear suspenders and a matching belt? Now, here's what I will say. And you might t- say otherwise. But if you are wearing a jacket and your suspenders are covered... I would, I probably would still wear a belt if I thought my waist was going to be seen because I think dress pants without a belt looks weird. Now, sometimes there are pants that do not have belt loops mm-hmm. and they do not have the like area for a belt, at which point don't wear a belt unless it's a fashion item and it has nothing to do with holding your pants on. But if I was going to have my suspenders on and they were not visible, I would probably still wear a belt for the, fashion of it and just not tighten it as much so here's the thing right you're talking about how the belt is the visible part and the suspenders would not be visible correct so then why does it matter if you're going to match them i mean that's also true right yeah um and then i would argue that you are using a belt for a different type of pants than you are using suspenders for where suspenders are more for a high-waisted pant and belts for a lower waisted pant. So Mm -hmm. the occasion that you would need both in order to complete your look, I think are very slim. Yeah, I think the only occasion, because if if you're going to be wearing, because if you look at a lot of zoot suits, they don't have belts. Right, they don't loops. They don't even have loops, yeah. It is a looser pant because the whole point of as you're dancing and stuff as you're moving, it's flowing. Mm -hmm. Right, You have a lot of dynamic action as you're moving. Um, it will surprise no one, I think, to say, like, I know about this because in the 90s, I was into the idea. Of <laughs> I liked this. Uh, I still do. Uh, I, I learned a little Lindy step, yeah. a little East Coast, well, West I Coast also, swing like, step. I'm a big fan of, like, uh, your, your Harry Connick's juniors mm-hmm. um, and that kind of thing. And so, uh, but I, I think that, as Teresa said, it would be a very specific look you're going for. And so if I was wearing a belt because I was worried about how the pants looked without it, I probably also wouldn't be wearing suspenders. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so what I would suggest is if you plan on wearing these all together, you would definitely want them to be complementary, but I don't suggest that you uh, match them specifically. Yes. Um, I mean, I would, again, in fact, it's fashion. Do what you want. I would go but for like, like some real standout pattern suspenders if I'm going to do that. Because at yeah. that point, they're the accessory and the belt is doing the work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you can stick to several neutrals. Neutrals always play well together. Yeah. Um, or you can use the the metal color to 
connect them, right? Yeah. So if you're going to have a belt that has oh, yeah. a silver accent, you would want to use silver accents Absolutely. on your suspenders. I would never mix like a silver buckle and like gold clips. Yeah. That would look weird. Right. Oh, and uh, let me just throw in case anyone's wondering, bow tie and suspenders, love always, it. always good. I love it. Now, this I think will be a good transition because I'm almost positive, even without looking, that you're going to have something about this in your notes. David asks, does it really matter what color belt, black or brown, to wear with khakis, navy, black pants, and why? Uh, again, these are all considered neutral pieces, right. and it's fine to mix your neutrals. I personally love a, even a white belt um, with canvas or uh, or brown sneakers. Yeah. I See, I have always been taught that it is not about matching your belt to your pants. Mm-hmm. It is about matching your belt to your shoes. Not even matching. Complimenting, complimenting. Right? Yes. If these are all neutrals, you can wear whatever you want. And I think that navy is even considered a neutral at this point. Uh, yeah, if you wear a pair of navy pants. Uh, I would not wear a black belt with navy pants. But that's just me. That, that might just be me. I think that's just you. I don't. I don't so much like, but I also wouldn't wear navy socks with black pants. But that might just be me. Uh, wear it and be proud. All of these sure. neutrals can all mix together. And I mean, I think that it's it's really nice to pick just one to maybe stand out. But you could also stand out if you all match. Yeah. Okay. Other tips. Um. So. It's recommended by many menswear blogs, uh, especially. This is where I found this tip, but ladies too, anybody too. Yeah. People's um, wear. People's wear. Uh, or if you want to put a belt on your dog, if they're into <laughs> it, how would Let's, a dog wear suspenders? No. Would the dog We're wear not getting suspen- into this. Okay. The dog pants debate, I refuse. Okay. It's recommended that you have two types of belts, mm-hmm. okay? One more formal, perhaps leather, yes, right? And then one less formal, maybe a braided belt or a canvas belt. I have those for my shorts. Exactly. If I'm going to be and working. I think that because I don't want to sweat into a leather belt. Yeah, is namely the thing. Hey, can I give people a little secret? Sure. Uh, this has become my new favorite kind of belt. Listen, I love a belt with the you know belt holes and stuff, but. There's a kind of belt that I have become uh, a big fan of. And it's like kind of, it makes a ratchety sound as you go. Yeah. It has like little uh, indents in the back, right? And a belt buckle that like as you pull through, it's kind of like a zip tie, mm-hmm. right? So if you are in between belt holes, which I often am, right? This will let you tighten to a very specific length. Love it. Instead of like having to punch a new hole in your belt or something like that. That's it's great. great. Uh, I would like to do one more question. Okay. This is from Steve. Is there a correct direction for a belt to go around? Um, Whatever direction is easier for you. There yeah. is no correct direction. Whichever way you Which like way better. I, go? I think I go left and around. Because um, I'm right-handed, so I'm yes. feeding with my right hand. The only thing I would say is check the belt buckle, because sometimes the buckle will have like a manufacturer stamp on it or words on it, and you want those the right direction up. 
Yes. So you, so if you have a belt buckle with words, you don't want to be able to see it and read it while you're looking down. You want people who are walking towards you to read it. Correct. Um, I would also suggest that a skinnier belt is for a more formal occasion, yes. whereas a, a wider belt may be for a, a more casual. Yes. Um, and if you are putting on a belt, the recommendation is that the belt not be longer than two times around your waist. Yes. Um, because there's a lot of extra business that would just get in the way. I right? would also say uh, not shorter than when you go through the buckle that it does not at least go through the next belt loop. Right. Because you don't want it sticking out weird, right? You want it to Yeah, sit. you want it to tuck in nicely. Right. Uh, again, some of the blogs I looked at recommend two inches longer than your waist size. Sure. Sure. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. One more time, I want to encourage everyone to go check out Black Trans Femmes in the Arts uh, at BTFA Collective on Twitter. You can find the link to donate to their cash app there. Uh, also, still encourage everybody to do research into what's going on in regards to uh, police brutality and state-sanctioned violence against protesters and specifically uh black folks here in america um and go check out all the other amazing shows on maximumfun.org uh you can email us at schmanner nope you can email us at schmannerscast at gmail.com tweet at us at schmannerscast correct which is where we get all of our um listener uh, submitted questions, but if you have a topic, use that email, please. Um, I want to thank Alex, our, our research assistant, for her help, as always, with our show. I want to thank Brent Bentelfloss Black for the theme music. Uh, let's see, what else? Kayla M. Wassel for the Twitter thumbnail art and Bruja Betty Pinnett Photography for the Facebook group picture. Fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. You can join that on Facebook. And I think that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.